Welcome to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino, the show that provides Christian insights into contemporary moral and ethical values and dives deep into how your faith in Jesus changes the way you live your life. Now, here's your host, Mike Sherbino. Welcome to Open Mic. I'm Mike Sherbino. I'm glad you're with us on this Saturday evening. Tonight's going to be a little different because I've got right here in the studio my good friend, Dr. Grant Mullen. And uh, this way we can trade jabs just across the table, but it's all good as we talk about things that are going to help equip you for this holiday season that's soon to be upon us. Grant, welcome tonight. Well, it's nice to be with you, Mike, especially to be here in person in your control center. It's amazing. That's right. And as we crack that lame joke, you have a face for radio. I just had to say it to someone else because they all say it to me and uh, I don't find it funny at all anymore. Well, you know, just the way we, this way we can come in our pajamas. Yeah, well, we're not doing that. I just want to assure all, all our people, I don't want them to have uh, emotional or psychological problems as they're trying to visualize all of that. But we're glad you're listening in tonight to Open Mic. I hope you'll enjoy the program. I'm convinced that you will because we're going to talk about the stuff that you're dealing with. and. Uh, Grant is no stranger to the program. He's been on many times. He uh, really went above himself when he married an incredible wife. And together they have participated in marriage counseling for people. He has been a mental health practitioner. And I'm holding in my hands a book that's called Emotionally Free, A Prescription for Healing Body, Soul, and Spirit. Grant, tell us right now where we can get the book and tell us about your website before we yeah. jump into the night's prop, uh, topic. Yeah, my website is drgrantmullen.com, drgrantmullen.com. And on the website, we've got loads of resources on how to change how you think, how to be transformed mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And so that's where you can get the book. We also have a five-minute video that goes out every Wednesday free to anyone on our mailing list on how to change how you think. And so if you'd like to uh, hear from me every Wednesday, just go to drgrantmullen.com and fill out the subscription form, and we will send you a free video, uh, five-minute video every Wednesday. We also have an online uh, personal transformation course called Free Your Mind. And so you're welcome to look into that, too, through the website. You know, Grant, as we're talking, and I'm just looking at the title of your book, which, by the way, I just highly endorse it. We often give it away. And you know what? I'm going to do that as well tonight, that if you're listening in, write to me, Mike, at northendchurch.ca, and I will send you a free copy of Grant's book just to encourage you in this journey called life. You know, it seems that every year, Grant, um, I love the Christmas season, the holiday season, even preparing for it. And yet there is the same subjects that keep coming up, stress, anxiety, uh, kind of mock the whole Advent theme of peace and hope and joy. And many times we just feel like there's not a lot of peace because we're falling to pieces, so to speak. And, and you're very cognizant of that. It seems that this year is worse than last year. Maybe not. Maybe that's just my imagination. Give me your thoughts on it. Yeah, in, in my mental health clinic, which I had for about 25 years, Christmas, December was always the worst time of the year for my patients. And, uh, and of course, I had a Christian population, but there are so many things that converge in December to make it the most stressful month of the year. So uh, because I had a mental health clinic, uh, my people found that their moods dropped dramatically in, in December. So first off, it's because it's dark. So as soon as you change the clocks, 
um, in the beginning of November then we go into standard time and it gets dark in the evening and that triggers seasonal affective disorder uh, which is uh, very common and so people's moods drop uh, when it's dark and, and it's then, no wonder it's called sad yes right right and so uh, so that makes you more at risk of your mood dropping and then in December you have all this family stress because you're forced to be with people you spend all year trying to avoid and you know that's Christmas makes you be with relatives who you wouldn't necessarily you know you can't pick your relatives you can pick your friends and so you're forced to be with these people and then there's this outrageous expectations of what should happen in December just you know it's just up under absolutely unrealistic expectations of well, um, how happy you should be the decorations the spending wow and spending yes that you know that you have this expectation of you have to spend this much money and create the uh, norman rockwell christmas event so the pressure on people their moods are dropping they're for they're, they they have to navigate family chaos uh and relationship strains and i mean there's just an unending list of reasons why december is not the hap happiest time of the year okay so let me let me ask a question that might help people so I, I've heard that before, what you've said, and I'm still guilty a little bit, sometimes a lot, wanting to make everybody happy. And um, I think I'm probably speaking for the majority of listeners right now. You know, we look forward to Christmas, but as it gets closer, we're just, sh you know, we're shuddering in our boots. Okay, so how come we don't learn the lesson? Oh, it's because it comes every year. You see, if it came every four years, it'd be much, much easier to deal with. <laughs> So if we just had Aren't a break, you the Christmas Grinch. Well, well, you know, this is I learned this in my clinic. If we could just have a few years off in between Christmas, then it would actually be more pleasant. People might start looking forward to it. But the fact that it comes every year and you have to deal with it every year is just uh, it's just overwhelming. And you just can't get out of that sort of you're like, oh, it was so awful last year. How are we going to make it better this year? But the same people are coming. You know, I don't think that God wanted us to go be going through these feelings as we celebrate the birthday of his son. And I'm wondering, could it be that we have forgotten, you know, that cliche phrase, the reason for the season? Oh, absolutely. If we could just make it like Easter. I mean, Easter just doesn't have the same uh, chaos. And so if we could make it more like Easter, then it would actually be a spiritual holiday where you do get together with some people for a special dinner. But the, the expectations aren't there. Listen, I just was hoping that you'd reduce the stress in our home. And would you invite my wife and myself and our family over to your place? And Kathy will love you forever and ever. Well, yes, because see, you, we would choose to be with you. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Thank you for telling us that. Yeah, you're safe. You know, you're listening to Open Mic tonight. My name is Mike Sherman. I'm with Dr. Grant Mullen. And uh, because we pre-recorded this for your in, uh, listening enjoyment, we're not taking calls tonight, but you can reach out to me at northendchurch.ca or theperspective.tv. The Perspective is our TV program. Grant and his wife, Kathy, have often been on the program. We run their inserts that deal with mental health issues over and over again because they are so helpful. Can't encourage you enough to go to his website, drgrantmullen.com, and take advantage of what is there. And if you write in tonight and uh, request a copy of his book, uh, you can write me at either of those addresses. Easy one is mike at northendchurch.ca. We will send you 
a free copy as our gift to you. And we'll do it for the first 20 people who write in. After that, Grant, I'll be broke. And then I will be coming to your home. <laughs> yes, at Chris to celebrate. And this is a great book. I mean, the value of it is uh, upwards of 25 to $30. So we're giving you a substantial book. And it has, I can say this personally, it has been a great help to me. So thank you. Thank you for sharing those things with me. And thank you for putting up with my terrible sense of humor. <laughs> well, I drove in all this way to listen to it. Yeah, that's right. So let's just keep going here for a little while because... Um, at different times, you talk about stress and anxiety, but as we head into the holiday season, we can really plummet. Uh, explain to me and talk to me about how to recognize mood disorders mm -hmm. and what can keep us from bottoming out. Well, the, the first, as I was uh, saying earlier, that when the clocks change, seasonal affective disorder kicks in, uh, which, which is winter blues. And here is the most useful symptom to look for in yourself if you're wondering if you're sliding into depression or anxiety. And that is, can you shut off unwanted thoughts? It's really, it's- Can you? Yeah, that is the most useful screening question. So in other words, a person with anxiety disorder can't shut off anxious, worry thoughts. A person with depression can't stop thinking negatively. Uh, a person with um, you know, a racing mind, they cannot control their mind. Their mind goes off into directions they don't want and can't stop. That's a sign, and if it's gone on for months or years, uh, that is a sign of a chemical imbalance, which is treatable, and that worsens during the winter dark months. So you're saying the anxiety disorders and depression, that's a not a normal part of life. Correct. That's okay. right. It is abnormal that you can't shut it off. And if that's the case, I should go and talk to a medical practitioner. Yeah, actually, the uh, we have put self-assessment checklist tools on our website so that people can actually assess themselves to know it should, if they ought to go to a doctor. So just go into drgratmullen.com and click on resources, and there you can find a self-assessment checklist. And if you see yourself in the checklist, then you go to a mental health practitioner. So when I bottomed out, what, what can I do as an individual? Well, the, of course, if you've bottomed out by the way I just defined, then you need medication to restore thought control, restore your chemical balance. But for all the people who have thought control and they're bottoming out with the stress of Christmas, then they probably what's happening is that Chris, the Christmas season triggers our emotional baggage. And the more emotional baggage you have, the more you're triggered at Christmas. So, for example, that if you have had a difficult past, a difficult childhood, difficult previous marriage, then it, at Christmas, uh, when you get put together with family, then all your old issues will come to the surface. And the old unresolved family issues will could often surface around the table. And the criticisms and the put downs and the uh, everyone goes back to their old roles of, well, you've always been the kid, just but you don't, you know, you happen to be 45, but you've always been the kid. And so old unresolved issues come up and so if you've had a problem with low self-esteem because of the way your family treated you it will be triggered over the christmas dinner wow that's one turkey i want to avoid then yeah absolutely absolutely but it builds up and and it builds up as we think about the mood disorders uh i think until we really crash and hit bottom we don't want to recognize what is going on what is it that we subconsciously do to other people that are close to us when we're going through this? Because 
I've often seen, you know, if I've been around people who are depressed, there's a point, even as a pastor of a church, I almost want to avoid those people. I can see them coming. Um, what are some things that we need to pick up on in our own selves for our loved ones who are around us? Uh, you mean to help them? Yeah. You mean if they help? Well, the, the people with depression are, have lost hope. So anything you can do to inject hope into their lives through your conversation, your actions, will be like uh, breathing, giving them oxygen. It's just it's throwing them a lifeline. If you can give them a reason to be hopeful that uh, that things, um, you, you know, help them to accomplish things, like it depends how depressed they are. They, they have, some people have no energy at all. They just can't get around. They need to be driven. But just even in conversation, to be constantly encouraging and giving them hope and you will get better, keep taking your medicines, keep your appointments with the counselors and the doctors and the pastors. Um, hope is, is, a, is a Holy Spirit gift. So if we talk about hope, and that's one of the beautiful themes in the Advent season, I'm thinking about in your own life, Grant, what have been some of the, the daily practices, you know, the vitamins you take every day from a spiritual perspective to keep your hope tank full? What do you do? Yeah, the most important part of my day is my quiet time. So early in the morning, uh, before I start into any you know, work activities, I have a quiet time with God. And so there's no distraction. I'm alone in my room and I have coffee and I have my Bible and I love reading a Jesus Calling. And when I read Jesus Calling, instantly I'm in the throne room. I am face to face with the Trinity and we're sitting around the table just like I am right now with you and we start to talk. And that, that is absolutely the most important time. And I start to ask them questions and listen in my mind for their responses because they're always hopeful. And it doesn't matter what my problems are, they always have a, an encouraging word for me. So you're saying you hear God talk. Is that an impression in your spirit or what you're reading in scripture? Explain that. Well, well, it's all those things. So uh, actually reading Jesus Calling is it primes the pump to, when I read Jesus Calling, which is a book that you can get, then each there's a, there's a devotion for every day of the year and it's Jesus talking to you in first person. And as soon as I read that, I'm just instantly face to face with Jesus, listening to him talk to me. And then that just launches me into a conversation. Then when I read the scriptures, then I start and I journal. I have a book where I write down the things that God tells me in response to my questions. Very cool. So I'll ask him about the things I'm worried about, especially. You're listening to Open Mic. I'm Mike Sherbinow. And with me today is Dr. Grant Mullen, who's written the book Emotionally Free. And we're going to be back right after this short break. And I'm going to be asking Grant to talk to us about how do we unpack the negative baggage that we take with us through life. Stay with us. We'll be right back. North End Church in St. Catharines is giving Christmas to 500 children and adults through their food bank program this December 17th. Are you looking for a way to give back to someone in need this Christmas? Perhaps a single mom or a family that just can't buy the gifts or provide a Christmas meal? Your gift to the North End Food Bank will provide a beautiful present to all who attend and a Christmas meal that would make Grandma proud. Go to northendchurch.ca and follow the prompts to give. Your gift is tax receivable and will light the candle of hope for the hundreds that will come. Start the Christmas season off right by attending a time of wonderful Christmas music. This December 4th at Southridge Community Church in St. Catharines, a group of singers and musicians from across Niagara will join together to bring Christmas joy to your world. Experience a vibrant 55 voice choir plus a 30 piece angelic children's choir. 
as well as an eight-piece band and heart-stirring narration, all with the goal to bring the Christmas message alive. Admission is free, but an offering will be taken to support two local charities, Youth Unlimited and Niagara Gleaners. Come at either 3.30 or 7 p.m. this December 4th to Southridge Church, 201 Glenridge Ave in St. Catharines. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. You're listening to Open Mic. I'm Mike Sherbino, and with me is Dr. Grant Mullen. Um, he's the author of the book Emotionally Free. He was a family practitioner. He was an anesthesiologist. And uh, he has also been a mental health practitioner for years. And he and his wife, Kathy, have conducted... Um, marriage encounters for couples along with marriage counseling for I'm going to say how many years now Grant we pushed we, it 30 years we we started teaching in 1995 wow so yeah it is I was driving by the hospital that you used to work at and I kind of said something to my wife that's where Grant would put people to sleep and, yes that's right yeah. and I think that if she was a smart aleck like me she would drive by the church and say that's where Mike puts people to sleep <laughs> too <laughs> however I hope you're not going to sleep tonight as you're listening to open mic because we got a, a subject that Grant has spoken on uh, numerous times, and it's always been helpful, I know, even to the people at our church. It's the whole subject of the baggage that we have. Sometimes, Grant, we're not a, even aware of the baggage mm. that we're dragging along. It's become a part of us for so long. Kind of like the extra 30 pounds, maybe, that we said we were going to get rid of, but we get used to it. I want you to talk to us about what is this emotional baggage how do we recognize it? How do we get rid of it? Well, you're absolutely right that emotional baggage becomes actually becomes so familiar because we've had it for so long. It actually becomes part of our comfort zone, even though it's... Oh, that's it's, interesting. Yes, because it's familiar. And and so that you just... Um, it, it, and so then you're resistant to get rid of it because you can't imagine what life is like without it. So here's what goes into your emotional baggage. Emotional baggage is really a combination of two things. One, the, uh, the memories of the events of your past, but more important than the memories is how you interpreted those events. Uh, in other words, the conclusions you made about those events. Now, is this different than PTSD or is it related in some way? Yeah. Well, yes, PTSD uh, obviously would be a dramatic memory. So that would be okay. a, a very dramatic, life-changing uh, wound which then would uh, cause tremendous emotional damage and, and psychiatric damage too. So I'm just talking about normal people. Like and, who and so these little things, we accumulate them though. Yeah, but like it could be, I'm talking about small things that accumulate that seem small, but something like bullying. Bullying is a huge, huge big deal as far as the way it can damage your personality and fill your baggage at a vulnerable time of, of, your, of your age. And so, so anything, you see, that's why it all depends on your interpretation. So for example, when when Kathy is teaching on this, she tells a story of and Kathy is your Ka wife. yes when Kathy yes when she's uh, teaching in her segment she talks about how her baggage was accumulated by just a very small innocent event in her birthday party I don't know when she was seven and uh, her parents disciplined her for being rude which which I mean they didn't beat her I mean they 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 appropriately disciplined her and that from that moment on she started to believe that no one would ever listen to her ever again. And, wow. and that came, and we didn't realize that was going on until we were speaking internationally, and she just kept saying, no, I don't think I'm, I'm gonna speak because no one wants to listen to me. I said, where'd you get that idea? 
and then through counseling, she realized it started when she was seven. Wow. So, so that's not PTSD. That's just normal parenting. But it was her interpretation of it. That almost scares me as a parent because, yes. you know, if you're trying to be a good parent, you can still screw up. Oh, my goodness. It scares me all the time. In fact, I've done what's called preventative repentance with my adult kids. So I just asked them to forgive me for all the ways I screwed up their life um, just as a prevention before they started <laughs> noticing. So I just, yeah, we, we actually just said, look, we just want to apologize to both of you for how we've messed you up. And eventually you'll figure out what we did wrong. Well, that's... um. And you're being serious. Aren't oh, you? I am. Yeah, we've actually did this. Uh, yeah, we actually we did this to my daughter when she was heading off to a, a ministry school where I knew they would discuss this because I've taught there. So I know that they were teaching my material and that she would come to grips with how we messed her up. Okay. And she did. And then did she come back and tell you? Oh, yeah. 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 She came back and said, oh, now I know why I'm so angry. <laughs> So we were really glad that we had uh, repented in advance. But, but you see, it all depends on your interpretation. You see, you can have two events happening to, you can have two people experience the same event and have two dramatically different conclusions. And the easiest examples in the Bible, when they sent the 12 spies into Canaan, two, they all had the same experience. Ten just said it was hopeless. Two said, oh, no problem, we'll go in. Wow. It's the interpretation that matters. Okay, so I've got this picture person's you know walking down the road of life and they're dragging all this baggage and they don't even know it um how do we recognize it how do we get rid of it yeah well what let, do we do let me give you some real practical examples so let's just say a person who's been bullied because that's just an easy one to understand so when they're seven or eight or grade school they're bullied well then they they start to draw conclusions about themselves based on the bullying so they start to think well then i'm not as good as other people i'm weak um, i'm rejected i'm unlovable um, i'll never have any friends i'll um, you know they start to so their self-esteem self-confidence self-image gets crushed and, or starts to diminish. And so then that is a huge impact on their personality for the rest of their life. So they can be incredibly successful as adults, but in the back of their mind, they'll say, no, but you know, I'm really a fraud because I'm really not, I really can't amount to anything. No one really likes me. And, and so that's baggage. So it's the conclusion that sticks with you for the rest of your life, even long after the memory of what happened fades. But but the, the, our enemy keeps those lies or those bad interpretations active to try to hold us back from our destiny that Jesus wants for us. And so that's why Jesus is so interested in helping us get rid of our baggage and heal the wounds of our past. Because as long as we're believing lies about ourselves, we will have a distorted view of our, of our personality, of our, of our self-esteem, self-confidence, self-image. You know, I'm thinking as you're talking about these things, um one of the motivating factors for wanting to get, as they say, our act together is so that we can actually act together with the one we mm. profess to love, you mm -hmm. know, whether boyfriend, girlfriend, or spouse, uh, or as, you know, to be politically correct, which I'm not often, uh, our significant other. Mm -hmm. So as we think about that, let's talk, you can talk to me and uh, take it out of me. I want my relationship with my wife mm. to be better. Mm -hmm. So I've got all this baggage. How is it, first of all, how often, how to explain how my baggage that I haven't resolved from the past 
is going to impact my relationship with yeah. my wife. Well, this is a huge important issue, Mike, because this is actually how Kathy and I discovered baggage is we had a marriage crisis. We went to a counselor who pointed out that our baggage was so great, that's what was interfering with our marriage and that we had to deal with that first to heal our marriage. And that's how we learned about baggage, actually, was because of our own personal marriage crisis. But I'll give you some examples. How to tell if you have baggage. The easiest way screening tool that I use the how to tell if you have baggage is do you ever overreact to anything ever <laughs> that's because when you overreact it means that it's triggering your baggage hmm. it's it's bringing back a painful memory whatever just happened in front of you is bringing back a painful memory from the past and you're reacting to the past memory um, more than what's actually in front of you and if it's a, a negative memory with an individual we could have a new individual in our life that's speaking to us and all of a sudden we're going to bring the whole dump truck load absolutely on this person and they're thinking oh my goodness i only made a suggestion but they mm -hmm. didn't realize they hit the red button for the atomic oh, bomb precisely so for example in marriage so if the wife uh, says to the husband you know you know you really didn't uh, put away the load the dishwasher properly they made the husband may just overreact because that would that would remind him of how his father always said to him you can't do anything right and you see, he would overreact because of the pain accumulated in his past from the action of his parents. Grant, listen, I tried to load the dishwasher properly, <laughs> and I'm still not sure that I'm doing it right. So give me a better yeah, illustration. Yeah, so you have to pick your battles. Okay. You have to pick your yeah, battles. So, yeah. There is an order I've discovered, even in the dishwasher, uh, how it's supposed to be laid out. But you see, it, it's it's it would be something. So the wife would say, "What? Like, what? Why are you yelling at me when I, you know, I, to me it was a really simple issue." but that's an overreaction. Or you underreact when you ought to be reacting because you're sort of numbed to that issue. And so those are, so with Kathy and I, suddenly we were, we were numbed to each other and we couldn't understand why. And so the counselor said, I have to see you separately to work on your own issues and then I'll see you together. And the, the amazing thing was after about a year and a half of dealing with our own issues, we came back together to start our marriage counseling and all our issues had disappeared. So like he he did he didn't have to see us more than once uh, after we had dealt with our baggage so the bottom, so he dealt with you individually for yes. a year and a half yes and they could fix you in a year and a half <laughs> well <laughs> that was the first layer okay well, that's the first I, layer. i've been in process ever since but i found that when i dealt with my baggage kathy was so much easier to live with isn't that interesting well it was it was it was absolutely life-changing and we learned so much but i'm still emptying baggage because even this year i was triggered in a way that shocked me i was i overreacted so significantly to an event i realized that something inside me was triggering and so i really um worked it out with god and and it was a, a huge growth experience so someone asked me how do you know when you've ever dealt with all your baggage and, and the answer is very simple when you're face to face with jesus Exactly. And, you know, that's part of an explanation um, as I look at people who, as they get older, you know, we talk about being cranky or crotchety and, and all of that stuff. And I didn't fully understand it, but years ago when I was graduating uh, from my doctoral program, uh, the guy who was teaching us was a, a brilliant speaker. His name was Haddon Robinson. Mm -hmm. And we stood together. There's about 25 of us in our class and we journeyed through the program and we sang a hymn together. It was really neat. We're in this old chapel. And then we shared a few prayer requests. We knew we'd be splitting up and going our separate ways. And I'll never forget what he said. He was probably pushing 70 at that point. 
And he said, I'd like you to pray for me. He said, pray that as I get older, I'll not be a grumpy old man. I'll never forget that. And I think one of the reasons we get grumpier is there's so much that triggers us that we have never dealt with. Right. And, and then sometimes we just say, no, I'm going to be locked in and we're not going to change. And what a heartache. Well, I mean, people I, say to me, I'm too old. You know, what, what's the point of dealing with it? Well, we're never too old to come to a healing. We're never too old to become Christians. We're never too old to have our hearts healed. Jesus came to take away our sins and our baggage. Love that. There's so much more we're going to talk about tonight. You're listening to Open Mic with Mike Sherbinow. And my, uh, one of my favorite guests uh, is Dr. Grant Mullen. Uh, it's even better when his wife Kathy is with us because she makes so much more sense. But you're doing a great job tonight, Grant. Yeah, I love you, man. I'm glad we're able to kibitz a little bit because laughter is a good medicine, yes, isn't it? Yes, definitely is. And sometimes laughter just helps to peel back the layers so that we can actually see ourselves for what they are. Just before we go to the break, uh, tell us about your website and yep. we're going to get a track of this book, Emotionally Free. Yep. I mean, the first 20 people who write in, we're going to give them a copy of the book. I'm going to go broke. There'll be no Christmas present for you, Grant, but I want to make that available to people. You can go to mike at northendchurch.ca. Yep. To uh, order the book, just go to drgrantmullen.com. That's drgrantmullen.com. And uh, just click on uh, resources and you'll find the book emotionally free. And you've got a lot of other things. Every week you pop out a video, correct? Yep. Yeah. Every Wednesday we put out a five-minute video that and goes And it's not free. you brushing your teeth. What, what's yep. it about? Yeah. It's, it's actually tips to change how you think. Like that. And so that's uh, it. Just goes free to our mailing list. So if you want to be on the, if you want to get that, just uh, go to drgrantmullen.com and click uh, fill out the subscription form, and uh, you'll get our five-minute video and have a look at all the other resources we have there. There's lots. So when you talk about tips to change the way we think, can you give us one right yep. now before we go to the break? Well, sure. If you're struggling with anxiety and you can't stop uh, anxious thoughts, then then you that the the website will direct you to a self-assessment checklist, and you compare yourself to the checklist to tell can you if you can't shut your mind off, you probably need medication. So that's just one tip. Okay, we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about other things in just a moment. You're listening to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. We'll be right back after this short break. Start the Christmas season off right by attending a time of wonderful Christmas music. This December 4th at Southridge Community Church in St. Catharines, a group of singers and musicians from across Niagara will join together to bring Christmas joy to your world. Experience a vibrant 55-voice choir plus a 30-piece angelic children's choir, as well as an 8-piece band and heart-stirring narration, all with the goal to bring the Christmas message alive. Admission is free, but an offering will be taken to support two local charities, Youth Unlimited and Niagara Gleaners. Come at either 3.30 or 7 p.m. this December 4th to Southridge Church, 201 Glenridge Ave in St. Catharines. North End Church in St. Catharines is giving Christmas to 500 children and adults through their food bank program this December 17th. Are you looking for a way to give back to someone in need this Christmas? Perhaps a single mom or a family that just can't buy the gifts or provide a Christmas meal. Your gift to the North End Food Bank will provide a beautiful present to all who attend and a Christmas meal that would make grandma proud. Go to northendchurch.ca and follow the prompts to give. Your gift is tax receivable and will light the candle of hope for the hundreds that will come. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, welcome back to Open Mic. 
Mike Sherbino here with Dr. Grant Mullen, and uh, I've just been encouraging you to get a copy of his book or go to his website and get his weekly updates. Um, so helpful, so beneficial for your emotional and mental and spiritual well-being. Grant, let's talk about that last word, the spiritual side of things. Uh, as a, a medical doctor, anesthesiologist, and all that good stuff, uh, how did you bring the two worlds together, one of science and logic and the other of faith and the supernatural? How well, do you reconcile that? Well, in, in the, the psychiatric, uh, it, like the medical side, is that what they focus on is thought control. So that's why we talk about medications, but all medications do is restore your thought control so you can pick your thought and turn off the thoughts you don't want. But that doesn't, that doesn't change anything else. And so it doesn't tell you how to pick your thoughts. And so that's why when Kathy and I went through our inner healing journey for our marriage crisis, then we learned how the baggage of our past affects how we think. And then uh, through an, a, a sequence of of uh, fairly dramatic events, God showed me that there are three sources of thoughts, ourselves, God, and the enemy. And so all the thoughts we have in our mind are, are has to be a combination of those three. Okay, can you break those down for us? Yeah, so your own thoughts, um, it, well, assuming that you don't have a, a mood disorder, like if you have anxiety or depression, then your own thoughts are gonna be cluttered with thoughts you don't want, can't stop. But our own thoughts are usually just sort of analyzing your day. You know, is it going to rain? Should I take an umbrella? You know, just sort of practical things. You know, what should I put on? And, but the enemy is always wanting to drop negative, anxious, disturbing thoughts into your mind. And the source that he usually uh, picks from is your emotional baggage. In other words, the events of your past. Those are the most common, that's, that is his ammunition to throw at you. Uh, because he just knows what will catch your attention. So he won't throw a thought that would bug bug me. He'll throw a thought that he knows you will react to. And it's not always a big thing, but it can be a little thing that trips us up, kind of like the nail in the door, eh? It's just a small thing, but it can catch you as you're going out. Oh, oh my, yeah. It, you know, just, it could be just as simple as, did you see the way they looked at you? Did you see the, the tone in their voice? You know, they, they don't really like you, or you really shouldn't like them. You know, just like a, a judgment thought, you know, those people are, you know, they're really stupid, you know, that kind of thing. And that can happen both in the church and also anywhere in your workplace, whatever. Well, actually, the, probably, I think the most common theme, I think Satan's favorite theme to interfere with our, uh, to distract us is a fearful thought, a worry. A, what do you mean? A, a worry. He'll just drop, uh, drop a thought into your mind, a subject that he knows you're often worried about that, you, that will catch your attention. And so we all have, we're all different, but because he's watched you your whole life, he knows the themes that will get you upset that, that are unique to you. And he'll just drop a thought into your mind like, oh, did you ever think of that? Or what if that happens? And whoa, you know, to, and he'll exaggerate the risk of something that has very, very little risk. And he'll just put a thought in your mind like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. You know, like, I mean, that could happen. And so what God taught me was watch for incoming thoughts, disturbing thoughts that start with what if. You know, fear uh, inflates the object, doesn't it? Oh, yes. It just absolutely. makes it so big. And mm -hmm. then I think the other thing it does is that it immobilizes us. We often just want to freeze mm -hmm. and we don't want to go ahead and saying, oh, I'm just going to pack it all in. And mm -hmm. many times I've had to encounter that. So explain, sometimes we want to just pack it all in 
How do we know the difference between common sense to pack it all in or if God is nudging us to take another step? You know, like that story of Peter when uh, mm, he with, got out yeah, of the boat. Yeah, that's right. How mm. do you how do you live in those two worlds? And now this is, you know, if you're listening to Open Mic and maybe you've never had a relationship with God and you've wondered about it and you're thinking, who are these Christians? They all sound a little wackle as they're talking. We do believe in the supernatural. I do believe that God speaks to us through his Holy Spirit. And I know that he wants us to keep our hearts and minds fixed on him. So Grant, how do I know God's voice from just the voice of the enemy or my own personal mm -hmm. fear? Well, the, the voice of the enemy is the easiest one to spot because it will always uh, upset you in some way. It'll always be negative or anxious or discouraging. It will always pull your mood down or, or tempt you to sin. Okay, so there's always a negative side to it. Whereas the voice of God will always be reassuring, always be hopeful, always be comforting, always be calming. And, and your, your own voice could just be... Is that of, different than optimism, like being an optimistic person? Uh, yeah, that is different. That is different um, because I just find the voice of God is calming. Now, of course, he will give you optimistic thoughts. So I'm an unoptimistic person. It certainly is feeding off of positive God thoughts. Um, and but, most of those we're going to find in the scripture. Yeah, we? that's right. Yeah, I mean, the, the, really, the whole message of Christianity is hope and, and, and optimism. I mean, because we have an eternal reward and we have... Um, well, the, the Bible Spirit. says we have this hope, which is an anchor of mm -hmm. the soul. And having mm -hmm. lived on both coasts, I mean, you've been stuck in the middle, Grant, but, but I've lived on the West Coast, the East Coast, and uh, you see these huge anchors and they drop the ships, in, uh, you know, they drop them into the water and holds the ship in the storm. And, and here in the Niagara area, of course, we can see the, the Great Lake, or, you know, the, the, what do they call them? The Great yeah. Lake ships? Yeah. Well, they're called Lakers. Lakers, yeah. And they got anchors too. But let me tell you, when you get out to the ocean, they got even bigger anchors. And the Bible says that the hope that we have in Jesus in Hebrews chapter 6, I think it's verse 19, is like an anchor of the soul, sure and steadfast. Uh, we desperately need that, don't we? Yeah. Yes, that's right. We Humans are designed to live on hope. And that's why depression is so devastating, because depression removes your capacity to be hopeful. And so that's why it is so painful, and and because you 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 on a for a medical on a biological basis you cannot hope, and so and the message and that's why people feel that their faith has evaporated when they're depressed and the gods can't be reached, uh, it's because they don't have hope and they know that the message of Christianity is hope and they feel cut off from hope that so they feel cut off from God, but but we want to we want to that the voice of God will be hope filled. And it will be solution-based. But now you asked, how do you tell if you have a sense of direction? How do you tell if that's from God? Well, if it's a very simple, easy thing that has very you know low consequences, well, you just try it. Okay. But if it's a big issue, like if you know moving to another province, mm -hmm. then it helps if you can get confirmation or bounce the idea off of someone who you trust. So yeah, and that, and that becomes huge. Yes. The other thing is at different times. You know, we've heard the phrase spiritual gifts, mm -hmm. and I was teaching on it the last couple of weeks in our church. And when I was teaching on spiritual gifts, I know that a lot of times people want us to talk about, you know, the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, hope, long patience and, and all those good things. But when we talk about spiritual gifts, we're, we're afraid we're going to be sounding a little wacky, a little nuts. But at times it says God gives different people maybe a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. 
And a word of knowledge is an insight into something that they didn't know. Uh, it could be in someone else's life. It doesn't happen every day. But on occasion, God will give that to give direction to people so that they don't lose hope. Would you yeah. agree? Oh, uh, without question. In fact, um, because we know that the, the message of Christianity and it is hope, then God will want to reach out to someone who is hopeless through the voice of another a friend or Christian, Christian friend. That that's a, a common way he speaks is through someone else who gets an inspired thought and then passes it on to the person who needs it. Well, you know, as you're listening today to Open Mike and you're listening to these words that Grant Mullen has been sharing, um, maybe, just maybe, God is nudging you right now to pick up the phone or text somebody and give them a word of hope. Sometimes that word of hope, that word of encouragement has been what God has used to keep a man or woman on their feet. And I would just like to say, blessed is the person who speaks such a word because we desperately need that. Grant, part of the whole process of walking in God's hope is renewing our mind. And I know that for you and your wife, Kathy, Hebrew, uh, Romans 12, verse 2, uh, and I'm going to have you quote it for me in a minute, and then I'd like you to unpack what does it mean and why is it important to renew our mind? Yeah, well, Romans 12 and 2 actually is our theme verse of our entire ministry, which is to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And when I was growing up in the church, I heard this verse quoted over and over, but no one ever told me how to do it. And so I just, I just ignored it because, you know, I, okay, I tried to renew my mind for about 10 seconds and it didn't work, so I gave up. But It's like but, sticking your head in a pail of Lysol or something? Like, well, I don't know. They never told me how. And, and so, yes, it's a wonderful verse to quote, but if you don't tell someone how to do it, then it's, it's, it's a waste. But it was through our marriage crisis and the time we spent in counseling, we learned what was involved in renewing our mind. And so it's, it's this simple. The Bible says there's three parts to humans, body, soul, and spirit. Okay. Each of those three parts have an enormous impact on how you think, feel, and relate to other people. And so it has those three parts affect the way you think. So if you want to be transformed and renew your mind, then you have, you have to adjust what's going on in any of those three or all three of those parts. So, for example, in the physical realm, we've actually talked about it earlier. In the physical realm, if you have a mental health condition, that's a physical condition that interferes with thought control. So if you can't control your thoughts, then you're going to have depression, anxiety, and mental health problems. And so the first step in renewing your mind is, do you have a mental health problem? Then the second step in renewing your mind is, um, are you filled? Or do you have a lot of unresolved issues from the past? And you believe a lot of lies about yourself, which are the negative conclusions you made based on those events of your past, like we talked about earlier. So, like, for example, bullying. And if you have a low self-esteem, low self-confidence, and you think you're unlovable or defective, or you, you've been rejected. And so you have an expectation of being rejected as an adult. So those are, those are wounds from your past, negative conclusions. They shape your personality, fill your emotional baggage. And so if you want to be transformed, you have to get you have to address that and i would say a hundred percent of humans have baggage because we've all experienced some kind of wounding events then the third part is the spiritual realm and that's the that's to be, understand that the voice of darkness is always wanting to pull you backwards the voice of darkness is always going to want to give you disturbing discouraging anxious thoughts 
to try to talk you out of any God thought and to pull you backwards. So if you want to be transformed and renew your mind, you have to address all three parts. And so that's what our book does. Our bo a book actually walks people through how to assess yourself in all three areas and then how to take steps in all three areas. And then our online course, Free Your Mind, will actually walk you through the, the steps to be transformed in all three areas. You're listening to Open Mic. I'm Mike Sherbinall with Dr. Grant Mullen. We're going to be right back after a short break, and we're going to be talking more about the supernatural reality that you can walk in as you trust in the Lord, but also as you deal with the attack of Satan. So stay with us. We're going to be right back. North End Church in St. Catharines is giving Christmas to 500 children and adults through their food bank program this December 17th. Are you looking for a way to give back to someone in need this Christmas? Perhaps a single mom or a family that just can't buy the gifts or provide a Christmas meal. Your gift to the North End Food Bank will provide a beautiful present to all who attend and a Christmas meal that would make grandma proud. Go to northendchurch.ca and follow the prompts to give. Your gift is tax receivable and will light the candle of hope for the hundreds that will come. Start the Christmas season off right by attending a time of wonderful Christmas music. This December 4th at Southridge Community Church in St. Catharines, a group of singers and musicians from across Niagara will join together to bring Christmas joy to your world. Experience a vibrant 55-voice choir plus a 30-piece angelic children's choir, as well as an eight-piece band and heart-stirring narration, all with the goal to bring the Christmas message alive. Admission is free, but an offering will be taken to support two local charities, Youth Unlimited and Niagara Gleaners. Come at either 3.30 or 7 p.m. this December 4th to Southridge Church, 201 Glenridge Ave in St. Catharines. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherboneau. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Welcome back to Open Mic, and as we come into the last part of the program tonight, uh, two subjects excite me to talk about. One is the whole subject of satanic interference in our life. Not that that excites me, but I want us to realize that God calls us to walk in freedom. It says in the scriptures, it says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So I do believe in a devil. I do believe that he wants to bring us down, and if it's not him, it's one of his minions. But in the, the final six or seven minutes tonight, we also want to talk about the supernatural power of God to heal. And I've asked Grant if he would join with me as we pray specifically for people who have sicknesses. And we're going to trust that God's going to give us a word of encouragement, Perhaps it'll be a word of knowledge so that we can pray specifically for you. So stay with us. But Grant, we're in a spiritual battle. And you've talked about those three areas of our life. Talk to us about the enemy, what we need to know about him, and how we can be on guard. Well, really, the, the number one way that the enemy wants to harass us is by dropping thoughts into our mind. And so the, the key is to be able to spot the incoming, what I call them, incoming thought missiles. That, and so that you can dispose of them as soon as they land. So it's really, we're talking air defenses here. And so I've actually prayed and I've actually asked Jesus to red flag every dark thought that comes into my mind so that I recognize it and I don't entertain it and ruminate on it and hang on to it and then react to it. Because I realize in retrospect, the times that I've, I've, I haven't recognized that and then it tripped me up. Do you pray that all the time or just every once in a while, just that God would keep you alert? 
Yeah, period periodically. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't do it, you know, every day. But there's no reason why you can't do it every day because every day there are incoming thought missiles. But I've come to recognize when I get thoughts that, like, for example, a judgmental thought, and I'll get a really negative judgmental thought about someone who I've just interacted with, and then I'll realize, oh, that's not me, and then I just said, well, I'm not going to think that. That's ridiculous. And so I'm getting better at it, but you know, I've, I've been at this a long time. I wish I knew all this 30 years ago. Exactly. But that, that's the number one way that uh, the enemy is, is going to be bothering you is he wants to trigger you to so you overreact. He'll get, grab things from your baggage. So the more baggage you have, the more he has to work with. So the, if you pay attention and get rid of your emotional baggage, he has so much less to shoot at you. You know, it's interesting, Jesus said these words, and they're quoted in John 10, 10, that the thief, speaking of Satan or the enemy, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, is what Jesus said. And talk to me about how Satan wants, maybe it's obvious, but sometimes we miss the obvious. How does he steal, kill, and destroy uh, us as individuals? Well, to, to me, it's, it's this whole issue of thoughts. Because if he can if he can influence your thoughts, then you will make bad decisions, and you will have bad reactions, and you will it will ruin your relationships with other people, with yourself, and with God. And so, he, it's, if if he just drops a thought that you should get really angry or really fearful or lash out at someone, uh, that that's by far the most common. I mean, yes, he he and tempt you to sin, of course, but the others is way more common. So as we're thinking about that. Jesus also said that I'm come that you might have the abundant life. Does that mean that we're free of problems? No, it means that we have the tools to address them. It means that we have the Holy Spirit to discuss solutions with. It means, it's like this is what I, I do in my quiet time. I just say, here are the issues on my heart. Here's what I'm concerned about. Here's what I'm worried about. What do you want me to know about these issues? And then I pay attention to pictures or sentences that come into my mind that give me hope and calm me down. Wow. Okay. So how do you know the pictures that come into your mind? It's just not your overactive imagination. Well, that's true. And, and, or wishful thinking. Actually, okay, that's, what I, that's what I put to God all the time. How do I know that it's wishful thinking? Because I've been asking God to give me a ministry position on Waikiki Beach, you know. Mm. <laughs> Enjoy the surf and sand. Yeah, because I find that God gives me wonderful, comforting, hopeful, optimistic thoughts. And I'm just thinking, that's just too good. That's just too good. I must be making that up and uh, putting words in his mouth, in a sense. And so, and, and so God one time told me, he says, don't you think it's possible that I can actually tell you the truth and the truth is really good? And it just, I just really felt kind of, you know, um, um, put down, not put down, but just like, it kind of woke me up. Like, like why can't it be that good? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but you're right. Um, it, it, it is possible to just have wishful thinking and assume it's God. You know, as our listeners know, I spent uh, a good portion of the summer in hospital, which wasn't part of my narrative. Right. And there were some pretty dark days, uh, two days in particular. And I was cognizant of the fact that I was really on a very depressing slide. And I had to choose to give thanks. And boy, that was hard. But it was interesting that on one of the darkest days, uh, I was lying there and I could hardly even function and all of a sudden i just said i got to choose to give thanks to god <clears throat> and while i didn't get out of the sick bed um, my spirit started to change 
and my spirit started to lift. Why was that? It's because that was an act of spiritual warfare. You actually came against that darkness um, in the opposite spirit. You see, because the darkness was trying to envelop you with hopelessness, and the and then because you chose to fight it with the opposite spirit, which is the spirit of God, which is to to praise and, and worship and thankfulness, that dispelled the darkness over you. So that was an act of spiritual warfare. You came in the opposite spirit. So how do people do that? I mean, I know my own experience. I, I chose to rely on scripture. You talk about journaling, and I'm a mm -hmm. great journaler and writing things down. I was too weak and tired yep. even to journal. Yep. But I was drawing on what God had put into my soul through the days before, the years before, as I'd spent time in scripture and in prayer and in reading. And that was powerful for me. What do you suggest for yep. people? Yes, the, to, the easiest way to, to come in the opposite spirit, the easiest form of spiritual warfare, when you don't have a pen, you don't have a Bible, you're just like, you don't have these resources, is worship. Worship is demon repellent. Worship is the f fastest way to bring the presence of God into any situation and to change the atmosphere that you're sitting in. So and and it's I mean you don't have to burst into song you just turn your attention towards God and start talking to Him, you know. It, so you were being thankful. So that wow. was you, it. That is demon repellent. So worship, just humming even a um, a worship song, or just really it's just turning your attention to God is demon repellent. Very interesting. Um, we've only got a few minutes left in the program. I think about two and a half tonight. And I want to. I want us both, Grant, to pray specifically for individuals. God's going to put people on our heart. And I just want to say that when you experience God's touch or his healing tonight, would you let us know? Um, I want to you just write to me, Mike at NorthEndChurch.ca. Just a great way of sharing that, hey, you know what? I was the person that you prayed for. But I want to begin by praying tonight uh, for an individual. Uh, I just kind of, the sense in my heart is that it's a younger man and you're questioning God, but he's calling you to trust in him. And so I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to call you Tom, but Lord, I want to pray for Tom that you'd give him the gift of faith tonight, that he would just say, Lord, will you forgive me for my sin? And I want to trust you. I want to walk with you. Will you fill me with your Holy Spirit? And I want you to know that if you're praying that simple prayer when prayed from your heart to God's, he has always promised to hear. Grant, I don't know what's close to your heart tonight. Maybe there's an individual, uh, a sickness or something. But what, what are you thinking about right now? Well, my, my heart's always for those who are depressed or anxious. So well, I'd like to pray for people who are struggling with that. Is there an individual, a particular uh, type of sickness, of depression that you're thinking of or just in general? Well, it's hopelessness. Hopelessness. Yeah, especially now it's dark time of year and they're dreading Christmas. Yeah, so I'd like to pray so for the pray people for who that. are dreading Christmas. Father, I bring before you right now everyone, anyone who is listening, or specifically the person who's listening, who is dreading Christmas. And even today, they just started looking at and thinking about the decorations and the Christmas cards and just suddenly they, their sense of dread just welled up inside them. Father, I ask that you would give them hope. Father, that you would comfort them. Father, wrap your arms around them. Allow them to see you in the room 
actually talking with them and coming over and giving them a hug. Father, I ask that you would give them hope today that they are not going to face the Christmas season alone, that you are going to walk with them. And Father, give them the ability to actually hear your voice and have a conversation with you and ask you questions. Father, just just uh, let them feel hugged today and encouraged that this will be the best Christmas they have ever had because they're going to walk through it with you in Jesus' name. And then, Lord, I want to pray for the couple that is listening tonight that are overwhelmed with financial problems, wondering how they're going to do Christmas, how they're going to pay the bills. But I ask there'd be a breakthrough. Uh, maybe it's going to be an unexpected check that will come in the mail. Uh, but remind them that you're aware of their every need. And so we're going to hold on to that, Lord, tonight for those people. And as we pray for them, we want to thank you that you hear and that you answer prayer. Amen. Well, you've been listening to Open Mic tonight. Um, yeah, that's right. I'm Mike Sherbonneau. And with me is uh, my good friend, Dr. Grant Mullen. Grant, thanks for being with us tonight. Great to be with you, Mike. I don't know if you have a last thought. we got about 20 seconds before we wrap up. But I'm going to give you the last word, which is always a scary thought. <laughs> Well, it's, it's the, the Christmas season, and I just want people to feel hopeful that they, this Christmas can be better if they allow Jesus to walk with them and to, to open, and open their relationship and their hearing to God's voice and feel his hug uh, walking through the season. Thanks, Grant. Thank you for listening tonight to Open Mic. We'll look forward to catching up with you next week.